0: this is Anna East Eden. Welcome to Hollywood and Beyond podcast with host Stephen Brittingham. Enjoy. Hello, I'm Graham Wood. Welcome to Hollywood and Beyond with host Stephen Brittingham. Hi, Stephen. This is Emily Barker calling you. Hi, Stephen. It's Melissa Anderson calling. Mr. Brittingham, this is Bill Duke. How are you, sir? Stephen, this is Patrick Duffy. Welcome to Hollywood and Beyond Podcast. Your home for meaningful and in-depth interviews. For more guest and show news, please visit HollywoodBeyond.net. Have a question or comment for Stephen? You can send them anytime to the show's official email address, Hollywood and Beyond Show at gmail.com. Stephen looks forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Hey, Supernatural fans, this
1: is Carrie Gonzalez inviting you to join me for Creation's Supernatural Convention in Arlington, Virginia, this coming August 12th through 14th. I will be there along with all of your favorite Supernatural stars. Join me for a free screening of Just My Imagination. I will be hosting along with the hilarious Nate Torrance, who plays Sully. There will be autographs, photo ops, a karaoke night, and so much more. Get your tickets at creationent.com. Don't miss out. Get yours today.
0: You can receive all the latest episodes of Hollywood and Beyond with Stephen Brittingham, delivered to your favorite listening device by subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or whatever happens to be your favorite podcast listening service. Don't miss out. Tune in. Thank you for listening. And now, your host, actor and writer, Stephen Brittingham. Imagine a toxin that erases memory. Or a plague. That causes dementia. And director-writer Kelsey Egan's moving and impressive film, Glasshouse, House, that is in fact the backdrop to the story. My special guest is the extremely talented actress Anya Talyard, who joins me from Cape Town, South Africa. I enjoyed every moment speaking with Anya. I too hope you will enjoy our very in-depth conversation.
1: We'd each put an object in the box and then we'd bury it. Then the next day we would dig it up and see who could remember what was inside.
0: And who used to win?
1: Oh, B and Luca put the same thing in every time. Shall we play? The game ended after he left.
0: I have a treasure hunt for you instead. I've been sent to find Red Thread.
1: Bees pollinating. We do that together.
0: Come join then. Daisy's singing the litany.
1: That's not for you to hear.
0: I know these rituals are important to your family. You use them to remember who you are. That's what this is, isn't it?
1: You don't know anything about us.
0: Hello, friends and listeners. This is host... Actor and writer, Stephen Brittingham. Welcome to your home for meaningful interviews here on Hollywood and Beyond Podcast. I thank you for listening. As mentioned during the opening segment, moments ago, I have such a talented woman as my special guest today. That is putting it mildly, too. Actress Anya Tawyard is joining me from Cape Town, South Africa. Anya is here to discuss filming memories of portraying Evie in writer-director Kelsey Egan's mysterious and haunting film, Glasshouse, Thoughts about her character and a look back at her artistic journey. I am so grateful to have her visiting me here today. Her performance in Glass House is absolutely phenomenal. Her impressive and mesmerizing performance has quickly become one of my favorites of the year so far. Uh, welcome to Hollywood and Beyond, Yanya.
1: Hi, thank you for having me, Stephen
0: so happy to have you here today uh thank you so much for uh, visiting hollywood and beyond
1: no oh, it's just it's an absolute pleasure like very very happy to be here and i feel very honored
0: well that makes two of us because i am so <laughs> excited to be speaking with you i just thought your performance in glass house was absolutely outstanding uh, you have you. such wonderful screen presence And I'm very much looking forward to learning more about your filming memories.
1: Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) Well, I am here in Cincinnati, Ohio, and you Mm. are joining me from another location in Cape Town.
1: Yes, Cape Town, South Africa, quite a ways away.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just a little bit uh, down the road, so to speak, or perhaps I should say over the ocean. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, how are things on your end of the world right now?
1: Things are good. We're in our uh, we're in winter right now, so it's a little bit chilly. Um, we've got a we've got a bit of a sunny sunnier day today, which is nice. Um, but yeah, things are going well. I mean, Cape Town is an absolutely beautiful city, so. You can never really be unhappy living here. I mean, I am so privileged. Um, when I look out of my window, I see the entire of table, like the, the the entire table mountain is my view. So I, I definitely have nothing to complain about.
0: <laughs> Sounds uh, wonderful and 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 so nice. And it is winter right there at the moment.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're in the middle of our winter, absolutely freezing, but our winter is. I mean, yeah, I'm I mean, I'm a summer baby. I was born in November. Um, so that's our summer time. Um, so I'm not really I don't do well with winter, but at the same time, I'm actually, even if I don't realise it, I'm spoiled with our winter. Because our winter is actually not it's not that cold as opposed to other parts of the world where it gets like where you where it snows, you know. So I, I just I, I, I can't even imagine if I had to go like to the UK and be there during their winter time, I don't think I would make it. I don't think I would last because if I can't even deal with a Cape town winter, I don't know how I would do it in the UK.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, here in Cincinnati, we have uh, pretty much all four seasons and we, we can have some very, very cold winters Uh, Usually there's some snowfall, and and occasionally we have um, those winters with extra amounts of snowfall. Really? Um, Yes. So you never know what to expect uh, in the wintertime around here.
1: I've actually been to Cincinnati before.
0: You have? When was this? Yes, yeah.
1: That was in, I think it was 2012. Um, Yeah, the, the World Choir Games was held in Cincinnati in 2012, and um, I, my high school choir was when, uh, one of the best girls choirs in the entire world. Um, and we went through um, to Cincinnati to compete that year. So we were there for about, I think I was there for about 10 days, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but we were there during summertime, so it was quite hot. But it was also, it was beautiful. I loved, absolutely loved
0: it. I'm so glad you had a chance to spend some time visiting the Queen City yeah, um, You know, I tell you what, it, of course, it's summer over here. While you're yes. uh, experiencing winter, it's summer over here. We're talking lots of temperatures in the high 80s and most definitely the low to mid 90s. It's it's really been yeah. one of the more hottest summers that I can recall in, in a long time. As you know, that's happening to a lot of folks out there.
1: Yeah. And, I um, mean, climate change, um, climate change is a real thing. And I mean, I see it even with all our um seasons over here it's like all our seasons have kind of moved on like moved up a little bit in terms of time like when they start in the year and when they end and i can also see that our winter this winter is not nearly as cold as we've had in previous years it's like our winter gets a little bit warmer every year as well so um and our summers get warmer as well so i think the whole world is kind of experiencing that shift in in climate
0: it's uh, like the earth is saying, Hey, can yeah. all of you folks please pay, pl- you know, uh, pay better attention to me and yeah. and be sure <laughs> to take care of me a, a lot better.
1: Yeah. Listen, natural climate change is uh, climate change. I mean, if you look back over the millions of years that the earth has existed, climate change is a natural thing um, to happen. It's just how the earth ages as well. But unfortunately, us humans, we're, we're speeding the process along. Um, and that, that's problematic, um, mostly problematic for us and the earth, (laughs) but, um, that's, yeah, that's where the problem comes in. And I just don't understand how people like we are blindly just turn a blind eye to all of the things that we're doing to, to harm, you know, our beautiful planet. I feel like there's, there's such easy solutions, but people just refuse to acknowledge those solutions. Um, so yeah, I hope that we can make a change. It really hurts me to see to see how our poor planet is suffering like this,
0: well said, Yanya. And I feel the same as you. it It certainly hurts my heart to to see all that's happening like you described so well. we're We're speeding up yeah. the process, and yeah, we're, we're not making it better. And, no, and, you, and I love what you said. It, the answers, most of them, at least, are right in front of us. And, yeah, you they're, know,
1: they're very simple. Let's not put um,
0: things off.
1: Yeah, but it's just like, the, and listen, like, uh, sometimes I know that as individuals and as normal everyday working folks, um, we're all trying to, you know, bring our part. But unfortunately, for the most part, it's the massive corporations that need to incorporate the changes um, because the The people on the, the you know the the people on the ground, the the just everyday folks, our effort that we're putting in to make change isn't really that effective um, because we're not we're not actually causing most of the problems. Um, it's these mass corporations and things like that that are causing a lot a big chunk of the problems. And if they refuse to change their ways, then there's unfortunately nothing we can do about it either.
0: Anya, tell me a little bit more about when you were here in Cincinnati. How long was that competition by chance? Was this like a a weekend or were you here for like up to a week?
1: I think we were there for like 10 days. 10 days. Somewhere between like 7 to 10 days. Somewhere in between that. Um, And yeah, no, we did absolutely amazingly. Um, I think we won in... um, we won in a couple of our categories. i I think we there was only one category we competed in that we didn't get first um, place. Um, but that was kind of it was a gospel category. And I know there was a bit of uh, I'm not one to say for why we didn't win, but we we heard rumors that they didn't want us winning because we weren't an American choir and they wanted an American choir to win the gospel category. Um, although, yeah, I think it, knowing who the winner was and stuff, we we felt that we should have won, but we don't know, you know, you can't always win everything. But we ended up getting the, that year we won the highest um, score that any choir had ever achieved in the World Choir Games. I think it was like, 97.8% or something like that. Um, so yeah, it was quite a, a quite an amazing year, like uh, being able to achieve something like that. We were a big group of like, I think like 99 goals, you know, school goals and achieving something like that was like, and it was just one of those memories that'll be with me for the rest of my life. Like it was just so magical.
0: I hope that was not the reason why your group didn't win because after all, the best group should win no matter where they are from but it sounds like you guys did a wonderful job
1: no the other group was also amazing i mean every single choir we competed against was absolutely amazing and sometimes it does come down to politics you know but um i mean yeah we we had an all around absolutely amazing time um so i wouldn't change a single single bit of it it was it was a beautiful experience
0: I certainly hope you get to come back to Cincinnati someday. Since your yeah, time here, it has really expanded in some very really? positive wow. and exciting ways. There's even more restaurants downtown. They've really cleaned up a lot of areas and beautified it, so to speak. And it's uh, really gone in some areas. Uh, um, uh, very positive directions, as always. There's still a lot more work to be done, but I do hope you get to come back and and visit the city again. And it, hey, it would give me a chance to potentially meet you as well. And So that would be a big treat.
1: Exactly. <laughs> no, I would absolutely love to come back one day. And yeah, just I'm trying to remember now. I'm not too sure where exactly. I think we did stay downtown somewhere, um, but I can't now. I can't remember the name of the um, the hotel that we stayed at. Um, but yeah, I know we were somewhere like in the, in the city, you know, like, I know there was like a lot of tall buildings around, yes. so it was definitely in the, in, in the midst of the city. Um, but I mean, I only have really fond memories. I thought, I thought it was a beautiful city when I was there.
0: Well, there is a historical hotel property that opened back in 1926 in walking distance from here, y- Yanya. Oh, wow. So if you ever came back to Cincinnati, I would certainly recommend it to you. It would be right. easy for us to uh, meet up and, and, and have some fun uh, getting to uh, meet each other and all of that good stuff. So please let me know if that ever happens down the road
1: one million percent will do
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, I'm not surprised. Before we dive into uh, your outstanding performance in Glass House, I was going to bring this up later, but this seems like the perfect time because after all, we're discussing singing and music. And I came across a video that you have available on YouTube. It is a cover <gasps> song that you did. Uh, oh my someone goodness! Someone like you, and let me just say, I listened to it like four or five times, back to back to back, because he, I, I thought your voice was just fantastic. So, su- oh such goodness. a nice listening experience.
1: I completely forgot about that. I'm like, actually, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit embarrassed that that's still on there. I completely forgot about that. Yes, I recorded those songs. I mean, how old am I now? I'm twenty. I'm turning twenty seven now um in november and i think i recorded that when i was in grade nine grade nine really wow yeah so i think i was yeah i was very young and i remember the reason why i uploaded that to youtube was (laughs) um we had the voice south africa um i think it was like for the second year of the voice south Africa. Um, My mom, like, really, like, really wanted me to compete and, like, it or like, really inspired me to try and, like, to try out. But at that stage of my life, like, I had really, really bad stage fright. But I said to myself, you know, like, just go and just, like, just, just try. And then um, we had to, like, upload a video of us us singing to YouTube and that, like, apply to be able to come to the in-person auditions. We had to apply with a YouTube video of us singing. So that's why I uploaded that, and I completely forgot that that was on YouTube. Oh my goodness, that's very embarrassing.
0: (laughs) But thank you, though. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think you should keep it up there, but that's up to you. But I I, I thought, wow, what a nice surprise.
1: Oh, that's amazing. I I can only imagine
0: what your voice sounds like, you know, now compared to then. Uh, Do do you still sing today?
1: I do. I do. I sing. I work at a um a performing um like a, it's a it's a restaurant, but then like all the waiters we're like performing waiters essentially. So it's called Stardust Theatrical Dining. So it's a it's a lovely place for anyone visiting Cape Town to go. Um and so essentially, yeah, all the waiters we perform for the customers the entire night. Um and we'll do like seven to eight different sets of like solos uh group songs duets and things like that throughout the evening so i work there although um i am um finishing there now um, end of this month um, but i've been there for the past three years so it's been an absolutely amazing journey like working there and getting to you know um really solidify my stage presence and figure out who i am as a performer like on a stage and figuring it figuring out what it is i love singing you know the type of music that i love singing so yeah, so I've been doing that for the past three years. Obviously, now that it's coming to an end, I don't know how much opportunity I will have to really sing on a weekly basis. Just because I'm, I'm, I'm an actress. I'm not pursuing like a career as a musician or anything. But hopefully, there'll be some opportunity in the future for me to be able to continue singing.
0: Well, I certainly hope so because uh, I found your voice very, very appealing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Anya, you are such a talented young lady. Are you originally from Cape Town?
1: Yes, I am. I'm born and bred. Um, I was born... So, I'm obviously, at, at the moment, I'm actually living in the city centre. Um, but I was born not too far from here, about like a 20-minute 20, 20 car drive, um, more inland. Um, so, I was born and... Yeah, grew up about twenty minutes from from the city itself, and um, went to school in Cape Town. Yeah, my my entire life has been has been Cape Town. <laughs> well,
0: it sounds like such an interesting and fascinating place. Um, I've seen lots of beautiful uh, photos of Cape Town, and I'm very intrigued about it. And you know, speaking with you today, and most recently your director, the director of Glass House, yeah, Kelsey. Uh, yes, Kelsey gave such a wonderful description of the area that I personally am starting to uh, do some research and and learn more about Cape Town. And I'm really Mm -hmm. enjoying it so far.
1: Yeah, Cape Town is absolutely amazing. It's, it's, the scenery is just, um, it's, yeah, it's uh, absolutely beautiful. And I mean, we're very lucky because we've got the ocean on the one side, the mountain on the other side. Um, It's very idyllic. And um, it's, it's a a big tourist destination as well as um, we've got so many, you know, so many international movies that actually come, um, s- come all the way over here to Cape town to shoot. Um, so yeah, we've got, we're very lucky in that way in terms of like people are always very excited to be able to, to come visit our beautiful, our, our beautiful little corner of the world.
0: <laughs> I bet. And is it true that there's some, uh, slow rotating, like cable cars that kind of extend up towards the uh, mountains with a view of yes, the city. Are. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow.
1: So on, on, on Table Mountain, we've got like um, the cable cars. Um, I think they are. I think are two two cable cars. Yeah, so one going up and then one coming down and vice versa. Um, and then yeah, you can you can go up there and it gives you. I mean, you've got the option. What a lot of people actually love doing is hiking up. And uh, like hiking up all the way up the mountain, which is probably, depending on how quickly you walk, probably like a two hour, two and a half hour hike. And then they'll take the cable car down again. But obviously if you're not keen on doing a hike, then you just take the cable car up and come down with it again. But it's absolutely beautiful. Like you'll literally stand on top of the mountain and have like an entire view of like the entire city and the ocean. And like, it's just absolutely stunning.
0: Wow. I tell you what, that walk does sound, uh, very adventurous to me. A lot of fun.
1: Definitely, definitely adventurous. <laughs> um, You've definitely got to be very fit for it. I okay. Mean- Yeah. I myself have, I have not tried it as of yet. Oh, okay.
0: Well, (laughs) let me know if you do. I'd like to know how it turned out for you.
1: I'm nervous. Like my problem is I, I get, um, exercise induced asthma. Um, and the problem is when you hike with like, obviously to be safe, um, you usually like would hike like at least with a couple of other people. Um, but, the problem is then you need to be able to keep up to their pace. And I'm the type of person who needs to take a break at least like every 20 minutes, just so that I don't have like a full blown asthma attack. So I think um, for myself, I haven't tried it as of yet because I'm just, Oh, it just seems a bit too daunting for me.
0: (laughs) Well, if you ever get to make it up there via, you know, hiking and whatnot, please uh, send me a photo or two. I'd love to see.
1: Okay. That's a deal. I will. I will still do it. I just need to find the right person to do it with me. Someone who's going to be chilled and someone who will like take it at my pace, essentially. Then then I'll have no problem doing it.
0: Well, if I ever make it that way, I would be the perfect person then. So Amazing. keep that That's in mind. Amazing. That's a deal.
1: <laughs> if you come to Cape Town, we're, we're hiking Table Mountain.
0: Sounds good. Well, I'm very <laughs> curious. How did your interest in acting first begin for you?
1: I, I've loved, I've absolutely loved the idea of acting since I was a little girl. Um, I've always loved movies and films and, um, I'm, I know I remember back in the day we still had, you know, when VCRs were still a thing and my, my mom would tape like so many movies for me (laughs) and I would, you know, that would be my favorite pastime is just sitting and watching a movie that I loved. Um, Mm. And, I grew up in
0: the 80s so I totally understand.
1: Oh, I'm so jealous because the 80s is like my favorite year. Like this is oh. my favorite decade to think back. Like I love the style, the films that were made during that time. Just everything about the 80s I absolutely love. So I would have loved to live <laughs> to live in the 80s, but unfortunately I can at least I can still access that, you know, that time
0: during well, maybe the someday season, we can have like a that. conversation about it because I could I could yeah. share so much with you.
1: Oh mate, that would be lovely. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I think I um, always loved it, um, but I never had the courage to try and do it until I got into high school. And then I think it was like during one holiday when I was grade nine, I think um, my there was like a local drama school that they were doing a um, just like a little holiday acting course. And my mom, um, you know, motivated me to go and try out and do it. And yeah, I think from there, I never, like I just immediately, I was just like, there was no way back. I was in it. And I was like, if I can do this, then I can, you know, if I can do this little acting course and get through this, then I actually might have what it takes to like do this, you know, but ultimately it started out just doing it for fun and just for the sake of loving it. And then I think about like a year into that, um, so I actually ended up like joining the little the drama school and um doing acting classes and singing classes with them. And then about a year into it, they had like this inter-school competition where everyone performed and, and there was an acting category and a singing category and a I think a dancing category. I'm not a dancer, but I, I think I entered in the acting and the singing. And then I ended up like winning both those categories, and obviously it's a, quite a small thing, you know. It's a little inter, inter school competition, like like a, within the little drama school. But I think that day, um, I got such amazing feedback from the judges, and not just the like my 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 peers, like my peers' parents, you know, the people, the kids doing drama with me, like their parents coming up to me and you know, just complimenting me and telling me like how amazing it was. And I think that was the day where the switch happened. And I realized like I can do this as a career and it's not a thing of like, wow, I think I'm amazing. Not all of a sudden. I think I'm amazing. I just realized that like people won't be coming up to me and saying these things if they didn't actually feel like that, you know? And, um, I think for me that's when I realized that I can turn this passion that I have for this into something that I can do as a living Um, because why shouldn't I be able to do something that I love as a living I feel like I I I wish that for everyone and I know that's not a, a possibility for everyone but and that was the day where I was like I can I can do this for the rest of my life and I can be happy on top of that I can be happy doing this so I think um, from that moment onwards, like I told my parents, I was like, "Guys, this is what I want to do." Obviously, like I don't think mo- most parents aren't always happy hearing that because they wish a stable type, more stable type of life for their child. But I was very, very lucky in the sense where my my parents were very supportive and they um, supported my dreams in in pursuing my acting career. And yeah, I think from from there on out, like the rest is history. I just I just went for it.
0: Thank you for sharing all of that. I really enjoyed listening to you, uh, you know, share your your early journey into acting. And I'm so happy for you. I am personally happy for you that you are doing something that you love and enjoy so much.
1: Thank you.
0: And you do it so well, too. Let me, <laughs> let me just say that. Um, Thank I, you. <laughs> I, I, I sincerely meant it when I said your performance was one of my favorites of the year.
1: Um, Oh, uh, I appreciate that.
0: Well, I also came across a production you did a a few years back, uh, and that was a short film, also available on YouTube. Uh, Hopefully, you know this, but it's Little Red Diary, and and that was very interesting. (laughs) um, You know, uh, to watch that.
1: Yeah, that was like a little student film. Um, so while I was studying for my degree, um, we had these like collaborations that we would do. The acting department would do with the film department, um, where the film students would come to us and say like, "Hey, I'm doing this short film. Um, can you please like, you know, be an actress or an actor in my in my short film?" So that was like, yeah, a little production that I did during during varsity. Um, actually, I I have seen it, but I, I can't really remember. It's such a long time ago now that I'd have to, I'd have to go and watch it again to actually remember what happens in it. Okay. Um, I know, as far as I know, I think I was playing uh, someone that was
0: schizophrenic. If exactly. I'm remembering.
1: Yes. 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 And you I, were on, a, think, on the
0: couch a lot, at least in the beginning.
1: Yes. And I <laughs> ended up, I ended up murdering my boyfriend.
0: Mm, if I'm, yes, y- y- yes. See, I'm, you got it. It's yeah. coming
1: back to me. It's coming back to me. It's funny. Cause my boyfriend, he was or the guy that played my boyfriend was also one of my good friends at varsity. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I completely forgot about that. Wow.
0: And that shot at the end. With uh, you oh, laying in the pool, in the pool <laughs> and um, bloody, you know, around yeah. your hands and arms and just kind of being casual about it. Like it almost yeah. didn't happen. And that was, uh, I was very un- unsettling.
1: No, that that day, I'm not going to lie, that, that shot that they got there in the end, like I was trying so hard not to shiver. Because by the oh. time we did that shot, it was like the last shot of the day. And I was f- absolutely freezing. And the lilo that I was li- lying on only had like this mesh thing at the bottom. So all the water was coming through it and the water was absolutely freezing. And they were like, just lay there and look like, you know, look sinister. You've just killed your boyfriend. Look calm about it. Like, <laughs> but meanwhile, I was like <laughs> shivering. Oh, wow. So yeah, that was quite an interesting shoot.
0: Well, hey, that's a part of your uh, journey and, and doing a short yeah. film and a student film. Those are things that just, uh, you know, that, that helps you down the road, the more experience that's- you have and- I I definitely wanted to ask you about that. So thank you so much. And I tell you what, before we dive into Glasshouse here, down the road, I'd love to learn more about a film uh, called Double Echo because I saw the trailer and some clips, and I thought, oh, wow, I'd like to talk to her about that someday in in more detail.
1: Yeah, Double Echo was my first feature film that I ever did. Um, So I was very lucky in... I, I shot that film in January of 2015, right before I started um, studying for my degree. Um, so I was very, very lucky in terms of I, I'd i had no, you know, I'd had very little experience in terms of being on a film set or anything like that. Um, I did a couple of things throughout high school, which was awesome because that gave me uh, a, a lot of knowledge and preparation of what to expect. But I mean, playing a lead role in your first feature film is never you know it's it's quite a daunting thing so um yeah that was my first feature film it's a south african feature film and i was incredibly honored to be a part of it
0: looking forward to seeing it uh someday soon and i yeah. <laughs> am uh, I'm, sh- I'm sure um you gave a a, a really uh, impressive performance wouldn't be surprised at all now when it comes to glass house at the top of uh, the episode I gave it a a more detailed description of the film. There's many ways to describe this film. I don't think it necessarily has only one description that fits it. But one way to uh, sum it up is that there's a plague that causes dementia. I mean, that would be one way that you could describe it. Yes. So how did the opportunity arrive for you to be in the film as far as the audition process goes? Was this something uh, that was offered to you or was this something that uh, the opportunity came up and you went for it?
1: Yeah. um, So essentially, my agent contacted me, I think it was uh, on a a Wednesday, um, and she said... Like, I've got this thing it's really urgent. They've been looking for their lead characters for quite some time, and they're struggling to cast them, and they really need to, like, cast their leads. Um, would you be able to get the self-tape in by the end of tomorrow? And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I canceled, I canceled everything I had, like, you know, all the work I had planned for the next day, uh, or rescheduled it, rather. Um And then immediately, like, started, you know, reading through the script that they had. Obviously, they hadn't sent me the full script, but the scenes that they had sent me and um, started doing, you know, characterization and character work. And essentially, yeah, just started working on the tape and I think but yeah by the by the by like four o'clock on the Thursday I sent my tapes through to my agent and for her to send on to them. And then they also interestingly enough asked me to audition for the for B's character as well. Um I did the B character B's character ones on the Friday and send that to, sent that sent that into them by the end of the Friday. Um I think that was just like an uh, for for Kelsey and Emma during the audition process. I think they 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 asked kind of everyone to audition for multiple characters just to make sure that they had all the bases covered on their side in terms of making sure that every character was cast perfectly in terms of the role that they had in mind for them. Um, and, yeah, I think about, like, ugh, I can't remember how long, essentially, but about a week or so, a couple of weeks after that, um, I had, like, a call with Kelsey and Emma where they just said, like, how incredibly happy they were with my audition tapes and how they just felt like I was just so spot on in terms of my interpretation of the character. Um, and there wasn't like any, they couldn't, they couldn't give me a final yes yet, but they just wanted to have a conversation with me and just said like how they felt and that like, they were pretty, pretty positive that everything would get approved. So at that point we were essentially just waiting for approval from the network and everything. And yeah, once that came through, I think the rest was history. I was just absolutely ecstatic when, when I had the final yes. (laughs) So, so to say.
0: The film really does have spot on casting. In fact, the film is an example of if you cast the roles that fit the actors really, really well, it's going to have a a big-time impact on on the outcome of the film because that's how I felt watching it. Like, wow, these folks are just properly casted. Everybody's so good. They're working so well together as far as on-screen chemistry. Now, looking back, I assume that you're – Pleased and and glad that you actually portrayed the character that you did um, instead of uh, B.
1: No, one hundred percent. I I was happy to audition for both, but from the get go, I felt like a very strong connection to Evie's character. I, I think that's because um, there was definitely certain aspects of Evie that I that I could relate to and felt a big big relation to. Um, so because of that. Um, I was, yeah, I try obviously as actors and you would know this as well. I try never, <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing. Cause I did it like a little while ago. I got attached <laughs> to a character and I allowed myself to get attached and then I didn't get the role. So obviously I was like, immediately like, I got scolded myself. I was like, you ne- don't get attached. This is why oh. you don't get attached because you disappoint yourself. But at the end of the day, I immediately felt that attachment to Evie and I just couldn't help it. Like I even tried telling myself like, you know, don't get attached, but from the get-go, I remember phoning my mom and being like, I have to get this. Like, if I don't get this, like, I just, I just, there's no world where I don't get this role, you know. I was trying to be so positive. Um, Sorry, I've forgotten the question. I've completely derailed myself now with that.
0: Oh, you answered <laughs> it the- just fine. It was um, basically just whether or not, um, oh, you know, you're yes, glad that you, ha- yeah.
1: Yes. So essentially, yes, I was very, very happy. I think there's aspects of Evie that I really related to, but there were also a lot of things about Evie that um, I immediately was like, this could be a challenge, you know, to portray on camera um, mm-hmm. for me. And obviously as actors, like I love looking at something and thinking there's a challenge because I don't want to ever do something that's completely, that's just not a challenge at all. There, there needs to be some aspect of challenge in there because that's how we grow and... um. Work on ourselves as actors and and work on our you know our sense of performance and characterization and all those things. So I think, yeah, I was very, very happy that Evie Evie was the one. But I think I also I tend to do the somber characters a lot better. and I don't know why. <laughs> you know the the type of somber, serious characters is just, something uh, about when when I'm doing those types of things um, and you put that on camera, it just seems right. I've never been someone who, I'm not great at comedy, Um, although in real life, I can be quite a comedic person, but the moment you put me on camera, be funny, I I don't know how to do it. Well, that (laughs) doesn't surprise me. You say, be serious, I can 1 million percent do that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that doesn't surprise me because you are a fun person, so no doubt you've got some comedy in there somewhere.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> hopefully one day, hopefully one day I'll be able to master master um, comedy. But for now, I'm just, yeah, I'll, I'll go with the flow and do the serious characters.
0: <laughs> well, you're doing an exceptional job so far. I tell you what, you mentioned the word challenging, and I'm glad that you did, because I just viewed the film for the second time before speaking with you today. And I have to tell you, I shared this with you off the air. It's like the second viewing helped me to really have a greater understanding of the film, yeah. of, uh, especially the storyline and the relationships of the characters. I think the first time I was so um, you know, into the performances and these wonderful shots from Kelsey and yeah. that I wasn't really processing everything completely which is why I sometimes describe it as being a mysterious film. It does have some mysterious undertones. So I'm wondering, as you're reading the script, was that standing out to you that there's something a little bit different about this uh, project that, you know, just figuring out the storyline or or, or the intent behind it might be challenging for you as an actress?
1: Yeah, no, it was definitely, I mean, like, when I had the full script for the first time, and I mean, I was already so excited just by, just by the scenes that you know I, I had seen for the auditions, and and when I received the full script for the first time, I think I was absolutely blown away because it's so layered. And this is now without like you know, obviously in my mind, I wasn't even able to picture yet like what the visual aspect of the film would would look like, um, and which what the visual influences and in everything would be. All I was going on was like these characters and the storyline. And I was just absolutely blown away with how incredibly layered it was and how much there was to the story and how it's like, you've really got to concentrate. Otherwise you miss such important details of the story. Um, But also just about how into like these characters lives are so integrated um, and so complicated, but so dependent on each other and they're all vastly different personalities that are all trapped in the same space together so the tension that 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 creates and the the high stakes that it creates like is absolutely mind-blowing do you know what i mean so that's those things like having the script in my hands for the first time and reading it i was like absolutely encapsulated by all of those things and just essentially just trying to keep up, you know, like (laughs) reading it for the first time. I was just like, what, what, like every page you turn, you're like, what? No, wait. And then you go back and you're like, Oh, (laughs) so yeah. It's it's very rare that you're able to like get a script that like makes you feel like that and and brings up those emotions in you.
0: You know, it really is emotionally haunting. Uh, That was like, what I felt the second time viewing it, I I just felt even more emotion. And um, yeah, definitely a fascinating and intriguing uh, plot and story to the film, no doubt about it. Now, I believe you worked with one of the cast members before the lady who portrayed your mother in the film.
1: Yeah, yes. Um, I was very, very lucky. I was incredibly excited when I when I knew she was going to be on the, the film with me. And it was quite ironic that I was like, you're playing my mom again because in a double second echo, time. <laughs> yes. So in double echo, she also played my mother and, um, it was funny cause we didn't get to, we didn't really, we, we filmed like one scene together in double echo, but that's because, um, so in that story she played my mom, but she had committed suicide so her only scenes were essentially were like flashback scenes. And then the one scene um we we played like, but we didn't have any dialogue together or anything. So when I found out she was going to play my mom again, I was like, what? And this time we <laughs> actually get to have dialogue and scenes together. This is amazing. Oh, and you know what? Like she's, oh, she's just an absolute, like, she's just a superstar. She oh she mm. made me laugh so much and like her knowledge is just um, the the amount of knowledge she has and the experience like I mean she's got so many years of experience behind her she's so wise and uh, it's it's just tough to describe her she's just, she's got so much character <laughs> and I actually saw her at a casting the other day and now whenever I see her I just call her mom uh, because <laughs> I just I, I just see her as my mom she's absolutely amazing. It's Um, nice to have another mom
0: out there. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) You've always got to, it takes a village, you know, it takes a village.
0: (laughs) Well, like I said earlier, the film is casted so well, and she is the key that is turning things with her tight, controlling ways and the reasons behind it. And like you described so well, the other characters, though, have their own perspective in and situations going on. And, and there's a lot of that tension. I, I could feel that, that, yeah. So, uh, she yeah. brings so much to it and, and, and that's exciting her, that you got to work with her again.
1: No, Adrian is absolutely amazing. She, um, I, I often just found myself and that's the lucky, the nice thing about this project is I think I found myself in like in absolute awe not only of like Adrian, but every single person, every, you know, actor in this film I had a moment where I was just like, I was almost like standing there gobsmacked by their performance and like what, what they're doing with these characters and how just how intensely they're living. Them- they, they were living themselves into these characters and everyone had these like <gasps> moments on set where like, I would just stand there and I would just be like, yeah you absolutely, you're just in absolute awe of their performance. And Adrian and she, she was just so amazing and, um, you're yeah, encapsulating this whole like aura of who and what mother means in this world.
0: Anya, I'm wondering now that we've covered, you know, how you got the role and how the yeah. theme of the, the script was standing out to you. How did you go about preparing for the character?
1: Um, I think, I mean, like I said, for me, my, my in into my, my biggest in into Evie's character was the things that we could relate over um, so, in terms of, you know, Evie's incredibly caring, and she's also very much like a mother. She's got that motherly nature to her as well, very overprotective. Um, I think I relate to that side of her. Um she's also got like a very she 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 holds on to guilt a lot, and she blames herself for things. and um, and her guilt is oftentimes what motivates her in certain ways. And I think once again, I see that similarity in myself as well. So that was really my in into understanding Evie. Um, From there on, it was just about really like playing around with the scenes and seeing what worked um, in terms of the character. Um, I think for myself, what really helps me solidify Evie is the moment we were all together um, and being able to see everyone's roles and essentially kind of the hierarchy that exists within this family. Um, and it really helped me just fine tune certain nuances about Evie and the way she would react to certain things. But I think what ultimately really, really helped me was, um, um, in terms of solidifying this character and pre- preparing for her, was really yeah, being on set with the other actors Um And playing off of each other's emotions because it's such a, this world that they exist in is so, there's so much tension, constant tension and it's like walking on eggshells, you know what I mean? So that really, really helped because we, in certain ways, were very limited in terms of, you know, how how you could react in certain situations and things and not to press the wrong buttons of... You know, not for Evie's from Evie's perspective, she can't press the wrong buttons for um you know, um Brent's character or for or for B or for Mother or you know, and the strangers there. and she's it's a constant like juggling game. So that having that extra pressure really, really helped in that sense, like for me to be able to encapsulate Evie exactly the way she needed to be to be portrayed. Um, so I think, For me, it was uh, more of my work in terms of Evie, in terms of that happened on set, as opposed to in terms of the preparation work I did, because I feel like the moment we were all together and we were with Kelsey and with Kelsey's direction. I mean, she's so amazing with taking like what you're giving her and using that to formulate the final picture. So I think all of that, a lot of it really came together like on set, if that makes
0: sense. (laughs) It sure does. Absolutely. And I tell you what, there's so many layers of sadness within this film. Again, the second time I viewed this, I I was feeling that because isn't it interesting the lengths that people would go to for survival purposes? But at the same time, it's still kind of messed up, isn't it? Because things just aren't how they should be.
1: Yes. No, they're not. Um, I mean, in this world, like it's, t- it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough world for any, any modern human. I mean, if you mm-hmm. imagine, imagine how we're living now and all the comforts and just how in general, like in general, how safe and warm and like comfortable we are and how we live. Um, and all of that is taken away from them. Um, so Sorry, just say the question again, because once again I've lost my track oh, of mind. Oh no, you're <laughs>
0: fine. Well, I'm so sorry. I hope I'm not doing that to you. Somehow. No, no, it's me. I, I've got this
1: thing. I'm, I'm. I think I've got like I've told this to my mom the other day. I think I've got like undiagnosed ADHD because I'll like start talking and then I'm like,
0: Oh I no, don't know what you know what's about. interesting? I, I was like just so into what you were saying. I've almost forgot the question. Oh, oh my goodness. I, well. <laughs> The topic was like what I mentioned, uh, you know, the, how I felt the sadness of the film and, and the lengths people go to for survival. And you were just kind of mentioning some thoughts on that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So if you think about like the fact that like all their comforts have been taken away from them and they've got to go back to the basics, you know, it's about foraging. It's about survival and it's about fight or flight instinct, you know, and that's all the things that, as modern humans, we've really lost. So, funny enough, when you watch the film, there is that like, there's a lot of sadness. But funny enough, for these characters, it's almost like they're not allowed to really. They can feel those things, but they can't really delve into those feelings too much because they're in a situation where it's fight or flight.
0: Yeah, and when you're in, they can't dwell on it. That,
1: they can't dwell. That's a good dwell description. Yeah, when you're in a situation of fight or flight. Um, you genuinely need to, like, put those things aside most of the time and just try and survive. Um, so I think with Evie's character especially, you, there's so much sadness and so many emotions that are, it's, like, just under the skin. But she's not allowed to really, and I guess that's what makes it even kind of sadder when you watch the film because as the as the person watching, you know those things are there and she's and you, you can guess the turmoil that these characters are going through. But from the character's perspective, they're going through these things, but they can't, you know, you can't dwell on anything because you you need to survive um, anything you dwell on. And ultimately, you know, that's why B's character ends up doing, you know, or not even B, like certain characters end up doing certain things to be able to essentially to forget, you know, and to be able to let go of their pain, because in that world, you can't holding on to things like that can can mean that like it can mean life or death. So it's it's, it's a tough world here. It's it's the the world that Kelsey and Emma the the way they wrote it and created that world like I don't know if I'd be able to survive in a world like that cuz I'm a very emotional person. <laughs> just moving all your emotions to the side like that, I don't know if I'd be able to do that.
0: Uh-oh. No, I Come know on. I wouldn't if coffee was not available.
1: Let oh my ju- goodness. Let, let me just oh.
0: say that up front.
1: You know, I'd be miserable <laughs> <laughs> and I only have one cup of coffee a day and I've actually for a couple of years, I didn't drink any coffee, but now I've kind of started drinking again and I'm like, Oh, that one cup of coffee in the morning.
0: I so look so forward to us oh, like, just yes. to wait. <laughs> How do you like to drink your coffee? If you don't mind me asking.
1: Oh no, I'm very much like, I don't know if you guys have, I don't think you you'll have this brand in America. It's called re, re coffee. Um, hmm. So it's like, it's it's literally just like an instant coffee. It's nothing fancy. Okay. It's like the, okay. actually for, for real coffee drinkers, they would probably be disgusted, but <laughs> I wouldn't see myself as a real coffee drinker. I, I like the dark
0: um, roast style. Cause yeah, I drink my black. A real,
1: you're a real coffee drinker. I am. Me. Yes. <laughs> I'm an instant coffee. I don't mind. Like if I'm, um, if I'm somewhere and you know, like I can have like a proper coffee, that's also perfect. But at home I'm just like, uh, oh, it's fine. Instant coffee. So I just like have like an instant coffee with milk and two sugars. Um, That's just the kind of gal, the gal I am. But I just need essentially just need something like a little pick me up, just something to wake me up in the
0: morning. (laughs) I was thinking that while I was watching the film, which is kind of funny. Like, I sure hope there's some coffee around.
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. Unless they manage to grow their own coffee beans at some point. Hopefully that could be cool if they manage to find some
0: (laughs) Well, I'm just enjoying your answer so much. Thanks for being so generous and and, and sharing so much and your perspective and thoughts. I'd love to ask you, when you finally saw the film, right? And and Kelsey's just fantastic vision of the film. I told her that I I really noticed her tight shots, but not that the characters were tight, but the scene was set up so solid. Like, so nice. Mm-hmm. It, it There was excellent pacing in the film. Just so many positive things on the outcome. I'm just wondering, though, did you have any clue about that first opening shot from way, way up above as it sweeps into the uh, location and the home of, your, of the characters? H- had you any idea that was going to be a part of the film?
1: No. No, not really. Um, I know they were doing some drone work. Like, we had drones and stuff. So... I knew they'd obviously like try get as many like amazing drone shots in as possible, but I didn't really have any idea in terms of like stylistically, you know, obviously we got like a few glimpses on set. Um, of the type of shots they were getting, but I was very—I think we were all very much in the darks about like stylistically what they were going for, and in the end, like what the editing would look like and everything. So no, I didn't have any idea that I was going to be a part of it. No, and I'm like so impressed still till this day. Like I see so many stills and things of all like you know screen screenshots essentially of like um us during scenes and stuff, and I'm like wow, I'm so blown away with like certain <laughs> images and things that I see. So I think I'm still like for me I'm still like yeah but, but when I, at the end of the day when I watched the movie for the first time I was really really blown away like yeah I really I really loved it and just the whole look of it and what they did the type of shots and yeah I think they they did amazingly
0: And what is it like to be directed by Kelsey? She I had such a nice time speaking with her.
1: Your yeah, Kelsey is amazing. I mean she's oh, such a just a powerhouse of a woman. Um, she, she's an actress herself, which makes it amazing because she's, she's a actor's director, you know, she knows what it's like to be behind the camera herself. So she really directs from our perspectives, um, which makes it a lot easier. Um, and she's so amazing at being able to help you perfect the subtle nuances in your performance, you know, and she's also amazing in, getting that subtle performance out of you because obviously sometimes you think you're being subtle and then you're like it's still too much so the way she helps you really achieve those things is amazing and she works with a great combination of like push and pull you know so she really loves taking She she's so amazing of taking from you and taking what you're giving her but like putting her own direction on top of that and ultimately like getting this final picture. Um, so, yeah, she's she's brilliant. Like, just such an impressive individual. Like, I, I have so much love for her.
0: Such a talented filmmaker. And just yeah. like when it comes to you, I'm looking forward to seeing your future projects. And I'm also oh. looking forward to seeing hers as well. And um, yeah. I, I know both of you are going to go on to do some great things together. Maybe uh, down the road you two could, um, you know, collaborate again together. That would be something. Yeah, else. I mean that
1: that would be amazing. I'm also just thinking it would be uh, amazing to get to act with Kelsey in something one day There as you well. go. Yes. Um, but I mean yeah, any type of collaboration with her in, essentially in the future would be awesome. Like absolutely loved working with her, so I think I think it's safe to say I'd love working with her again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Now before I ask you your thoughts on working with the uh ladies that played your sisters in the film and all of that, yeah. um also just the chemistry was out of this world. One of the impressive things about the film. Uh, Have you ever thought about directing down the road or is that something that um, perhaps you're just going to leave alone for now?
1: I have. No, I I definitely have thought about directing. Oh, great. And and funny enough, I think one of my lecturers when I was in varsity actually told me the one time that they, they thought I would maybe be great, like be good at doing something like that. But I think for now just focusing on my acting is more than enough. I think if ever, you know, I'll, I'll know when the time is right, if I wanted to pursue something like that. But I think I would, I would absolutely love to, I I love writing as well. So I love the idea of maybe collaborating with someone and creating like, you know, writing something and being able to direct it maybe one day. Um, Um, I just don't know how to go about doing that. I mean, I've never done something like that before, Um, but I mean, if, you know, like if, if Kelsey can do it, I mean, she's an absolutely amazing, impressive person. So um, I'll just take inspiration from her and like, just say that if she can do it, then surely I can get to the point one day where I can do it as well, because I literally do aspire to be as like amazing as she is. Um, And I, I'm just, she's so inspiring to me. So, that I'll I'll not you know I'll look at it from that perspective of like if she can do it and she inspires me then surely like I can be inspired enough to to be able to achieve that one that that same thing one day.
0: I'll certainly be cheering you on, just so you know. Thank you. <laughs> well, I have to ask what it was like working with Jessica Alexander, who portrayed B. You're in the yeah. film uh, with her in many many scenes. Of course, it's a yeah. really big part of the movie. I feel. The, the the relationship okay. between the two characters, when you look back, what was that experience like for you?
1: Oh no, it was amazing. Jess is Jess is like such a like everyone loves Jess. She's that person that walks into a room and just like like every she's just everyone loves her. So like obviously getting to like act with her was awesome in that experience because she's just a super likable person and absolutely like has a beautiful personality and like always sticks up for everyone and. Um yeah I think we we had like great chemistry on set like it was it truly did feel like that sister like it truly felt like a sister relationship which helped a lot in the end like yes. in terms of portraying portraying that relationship on camera as well um and yeah we got to spend some amazing time together and I mean hopefully if I ever visit in the UK I'd love to see her again it's just yeah I think I just think she's an all-around brilliant person and I think she's well she's already on her way to doing like absolutely amazing things. Um and she's beautiful. I mean, she's just all-around like a visually beautiful woman and then like just in terms of her personality also just a beautiful
0: individual. Well, I totally bought in about the relationship that yeah. you know, I mean, I instantly and and when you can feel that way, and when you're watching a film, I mean, you're, you, that that is a beautiful thing. When when you can already establish something within moments, mere seconds, because that's how I felt. And the oh. other young lady, Kitty Harris, who portrayed Daisy, she just seems yeah. to be so natural.
1: Oh, she's like a that that goal. So Kitty is like a like a grown up trapped in a child's body. <laughs> <She's>
0: <laughs> I'm not so surprised wild. to hear. that.
1: She's such a wise little girl. Like the amount of times all of us on set would look at her and be like, how are you so wise? <laughs> yeah. She's an no, incredibly wise little girl. And also just super kind, um, incredibly kind to everyone and super respectful. And um, I had a I had a really lovely time shooting with her. Oftentimes she would just make us all just, just we all just would have such a good giggle. Cause we just look at her and she's just like this wise serious but kind little girl and you just look at her and you're like you're you're literally a grown-up <laughs> um <laughs> no she just made us smile um so often and also incredibly talented for someone so young um i mean she portrayed um she played in um a recent production or a couple of years ago she uh, she was one of the Matildas in the matilda musical so she's also a singer um Also just incredibly like multi-talented young girl and definitely going to go on to do big, big things.
0: Anya, I have to tell you, this has been an absolute delight and a pleasure for me. And I just am so grateful that I've got to learn more about you, to speak with you. Um, I can't say enough uh, compliments. I I can't say enough good things about you. And I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, uh, thank you for visiting me today. And uh, I hope that we will uh, be able to speak again down the road.
1: Oh, thank you, Stephen. Uh, One million percent, I hope so as well. Um, It's been an absolute pleasure being able to talk to you. I mean, like I said, I feel very honored that you wanted to talk to me. And um, I just, yeah, I hope, like with anything in the future, I'd be more, more, more than happy. To, yeah, have to chat to you again. It would just be an absolute pleasure.
0: The feeling is completely mutual.
1: <laughs> Hi, this is Carrie Mitchum. Hollywood and Beyond podcast is produced, edited, and hosted by Stephen Brittingham. See you on another episode of Hollywood and Beyond. Thanks for listening.